1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined, as always, on Friday for our betting show with Rich Rebar from Sharp Football Analysis. Uh, another good week last week, and hey, never in doubt with the Kansas City Chiefs minus 19. Never in doubt. Bro, the Jets, the Jets were playing that second half like gay, sad money on minus 20, or maybe even alternate spread. Never, Never in doubt. Don't doubt the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: He's done that a few times running Frank Gore. You are awesome. I like, I had arguably my worst betting week uh, in like recent memory uh, since I started putting like real significant money in. Uh, I think I've told the story a few times, but I don't bet. I don't, I can't online bet. So we go through a local bookie and I do with a group. Uh, and we were all like, we always pick out like who people want. And if, you know, you and I say we're in the group and like, we all want to say like we'll, we'll triple it or double it. We'll go in real heavy. And we were, we're way in on the chargers last week. Like, we were just, like, way in the bag of the Chargers, and they're up 24-3, to 3 and we're, like, texting each other, like, ah, yeah, like, this is, look at this, look at this. this yeah. Easiest money we ever made. And it just, like, slowly it just starts melting away, and then they, they come down. It was one of our heaviest bets of the year, and uh, good times. Good times were had on the Anthony Lynn Chargers completely giving away a game to Drew Locke.
1: You know what's disgusting is I'm back on them this week too against the Las Vegas Raiders. But like you do, you just have to feel like oh, like I'm just gonna get screwed here somehow. Like Anthony Lynn is gonna find a way to lose this game. He's gonna and and what he's been doing now is I think that it used to make sense for the old Chargers with Philip Rivers to go super conservative in the second half and start running the ball, but not with Justin Herbert, bro. Like stop doing. You got Justin Herbert, man. Let let the kids sling it, even if you're up twenty.
0: I mean, they even answered back, like the Broncos got back in that game and they got the ball and just marched all the way down the field and then they just got real conservative across, like, the 30 and had to kick that field goal to go up six instead of, you know, icing the game, just going up two scores. And you just feel it coming. It was like, oh, great. Like, here we go. I will say Anthony Lynn, the last two weeks uh, since they've come out of bye, they have been aggressive on early downs, which is a promising sign. You know, if they can do that the rest of the season, then Herbert's going to have a really high ceiling uh the Chargers are also one of these teams like the AFC Seahawks now like they just don't play normal ones like they're all their games are yep. weird, weird as hell man like it's 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 and it, we say that all the time about them last year too but they even going back like a Jaguars game two weeks ago where the Jaguars are getting like block punts for touchdowns and like they're still shooting out uh yeah it's helping Herbert's fantasy cause and sustaining his you know top five you know kind of output that he's put up and I just we just need him to start getting Hunter Henry some some of this looks we need some Hunter Henry points
1: yeah, we, uh, we definitely do. Um, all right, let's, I got uh, let's, last
0: week it was rough, man. It was real rough.
1: Yeah. I mean my, my week, my week went okay. My biggest bet good. of the week, my, my biggest bet of the week in my my personal action was Kansas city minus 19. And I had the, I had the daily Roto, um, subscriber slack. Like they were all giving me shit. Uh, cause the Jets look good on the first two drives, right? They they got down yeah. into the red zone. Mims look good. Darnold like escaped a sack on third and ten and like delivered a strike. Like it was like and, and everyone was like, oh, you know, the Jets are just gonna lose by ten. And I was like, You guys don't understand? You guys don't understand this Adam Gase. <laughs> like I'm on I'm on the Patriots this week. This is how much, this is how much I'm against the New York football jets right now. Yeah. But uh
0: I, I got them too uh on mine, but uh, yeah, you you were good last week. I wanna to stress to you, I bet these games like we pick them, I bet. I bet the games we're picking like uh, myself I'm putting my actual ducats on the line but uh you know I the one thing that kills me not to just make this all about last week is uh I'm like I, I'm like 25 minutes west of Cleveland and yeah and I, I woke up on Sunday and I'm like like shit is blowing around everywhere i'm sorry i don't know if i can swear in this podcast you can uh, swear but, you can uh, swear right. but uh i'm like and stuff was blowing away blowing around the neighborhood yard like i've got a bunch of trees all my leaves are in my neighbor's yard i was like yeah they've got to deal with this now uh but like and i was but i just tell myself i didn't bet the under in the browns game like i'm outside i'm like this is terrible like and I, and i'm like a quarter i'm like why didn't i take the under in this game like well, it was the easiest like thing and i live right here and i'm outside i'm just like it just sums up, sums up like the week. I just was not sharp last week at all on any level uh, because that it was so bad out in this in the area here. I was like, there's no way they're gonna be able to throw and move the ball, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, it was like six to six at halftime, and you're just like, oh. <laughs>
1: And it was it was one of those things where like it's gonna throw a wrench in guys' stats for the next month, too, of like uh like like eight targets for sixteen yards, you know? Like it's gonna and and uh like I think Cleveland only ran like forty-six plays on offense or something. So they had six they, possessions.
0: They had six yeah. possessions the whole game. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so laughs> probably one of those
1: games that I'm not gonna be paying that much attention to in terms of signal and or noise. I mean, I just, that first field goal it was, that, it was
0: the easiest, it was the easiest under I could have bet in my life life because i was just outside in the conditions and just like totally was a rube
1: sometimes you gotta rube it up um all right so let's go ahead let's go ahead and uh and get into it this week i I will say were you one of the other uh 170 million americans who bet green bay last night minus minus seven
0: and a half or is that too (laughs) square for you No, I was a little worried just about uh, like there's like a there was like this one ongoing trend that forever so that Green Bay was actually the first team since Thursday Night Football came back to actually win going west two plus time zones. The first Interesting. Yeah, and I was just like kind of thinking about that, and then just like thinking like could Shanny run the ball? Like could he keep it within seven? And I just got spooked out and just kind of left it. I was just like. And then one of these things that we're starting to see with trends, though, and there's one we'll probably talk about. Uh, there's another spot here that I want to bet this week that has some COVID stuff is that there's just like the, the COVID injuries and like that went into play last night with the 49ers that ba- who basically feel that a preseason team and not a week four preseason team, like a week one preseason team last yeah, night. Yeah, brutal. Um, that like you just have to look at some of this stuff individually and just kind of throw some stuff out the window because this, this, this COVID stuff, especially now as it's ramped up, it Started to just debilitate teams, uh, some of the depth on these teams, and the 49ers already had injuries. And then you, you talk about just what they had to put on the field last night, it was just a joke. Um, and we're starting to see that. I'm, I'm we're a little worried about this one spot because I like the Ravens for a lot this week, so we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I would have got out of my own way, but I was, I was, couldn't get out of my head in that trend like oh man no team's ever won shanahan just hates mike Petton and he just runs it up on him uh he's just dominating him but without blake martinez on the field to exploit uh there was there was none of that last night
1: yeah i mean i i will say my analysis really was as simple as like nick mullins plus trent <laughs> taylor and richie james although richie james was incredible in that game my my thought was basically like say whatever you want about san francisco they, they like the the bad part of the Packers team is like their defense is not very good, but the 49ers just didn't have the tools to take care of it. So uh, you know, everyone and their mom and their donkey who bet on that game, you know, ended up ended up being right. That would have been one of my picks this week. It was one of my picks in the picks contest that uh that I'm in. But I'll go ahead and let you start here with uh with your fifth
0: selection. Well, I'm starting with the with the Patriots. Uh, yeah, they're my five. Uh it's just, it's more of a bet against the Jets at this point, like you said. Uh, I mean, they're just so bad and they de- kind of just give up at a certain point every game and start We're giving Frank Gore carries in the third yep. and fourth quarter. They did it, it's not, last week was not the first time they've done that. They played the Colts early in the season and were just getting smoked and just said, we'll lay down, We'll whatever, we're just, we're good, we're good, let's get out of here. Um, I will say this, the Patriots have like, you know, they they were game last week. I mean, they, were, they, were, they, they took Buffalo to the end there when, you know, Cam loses that fumble. They, Cam was operating the offense that he was operating the first three weeks of the season, basically. You know, they're, if they can run the ball effectively on a team, they're okay. Like, they're not great. They're okay. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, they, he had the fumble, the, the ill-time turnover. But if, they, if the Patriots are able to run the football and control game script, like, they're okay. It's when they have to chase points uh and either they get pressed and they have to start actually throwing the footballs when they get in trouble i don't think they'll have to do that here um and i still like their defense is still just all, all right enough it's it's regressed obviously from last year but it's still good enough to thwart this jets offense
1: yeah and it, i mean it's just like i don't even know if the jets players are like giving it their all at this point we got sam darnold who's banged up again he's dealing with that same injury in his shoulder i just like i just don't have any faith in their ability to generate enough points, even to get to the back door, like literally even to get to the back door. I like, okay, the Patriots are up 10. The jets are driving with four minutes left. What, like, what do we do? How, what, like, I'm not even like really sweating them coming to come get the field goal. Like I'm really not like, I just, it's like, they're just going to hand off to Frank Gore. I mean, and P Ryan looks okay to me. Like he, like, I feel like they should maybe give him some more, like targets and stuff out of the backfield, not that it really, like this is only a fantasy football complaint really. But um, yeah, it's just, I, this was my, this was my number four. I just had, I feel very confidently that the Jets might like, they're going to, they're going to set a record. I think for not covering the spread basically is, is what I think like i think well, it's there's good one
0: team that hasn't covered in any game this year who i'll pick next yeah uh, the uh,
1: the dallas the dallas football <laughs> cowboys are definitely a team that deserves to be 14 point underdogs against the steelers that's uh Wait, that's the, very true
0: but the darnold's faced belichick twice and just he's even thrown a touchdown in two games against uh, so i mean even with the patriots regressing like remember this is the, the ghost game last year yep uh, i'm seeing ghost uh ghost game so i mean i just don't really see how they really move the football still um I, I definitely am. I'm just. It's just really easy. It's a bet against the Jets at this point. We're in the point of the season where it's just okay. Like, last year, remember, we just, like, would pick the Ravens and Chiefs every week so we were like, why bet against them? We're winning money every right. week. Like, why keep going against betting against the Cowboys and Jets? Because we're winning money every week uh, betting against those teams. Uh, why go away from it?
1: Man, what could, have been, what could have been with this Cowboys team? But yeah, the, the Steelers should definitely be in here. Uh, so the Patriots was my number four, but my number five is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus four and a half points playing at home against the Saints. They should get Chris Godwin back in this game. So that means that they're 11 personnel. Imagine telling this to someone 24 months ago, the, the Buccaneers 11 personnel is going to be Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, and Leonard Fournette. Like that—that's like someone who like is a very casual fan of the NFL. That's like close to what their all-star team is, and and I I don't think AB is going to play very much in this game. Like my guess is probably like uh, he runs like 15 routes, but gets gets targeted like six times or something. I don't know. Maybe he scores, but at this point, I think I kind of want to be betting against Drew Brees. Like I, I think the way I'm looking at it is Brees just cannot push the ball down the field. Like their offense is so reliant on these seven yard throws to Alvin Kamara and to you know I guess Michael Thomas is maybe going to be back in this game but I you know I've heard that one before I will believe it when Michael Thomas is actually on the field but yeah I mean I I just think that at this point the Buccaneers are probably like the second or third best team in the NFL and the Saints are not in that tier and four and a half points is not enough for me to 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 want to take the Saints side
0: I actually kind of like the points for the Saints here. <laughs> um, I actually think it's like last week. I think it's like too much. I think the Bucks should be a little shorter. Actually, well, the Saints have
1: already schooled the Buccaneers once this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, you still look at it since the the the, Buc, uh, the Saints have not been uh, this large of an underdog uh, with Drew Brees since 2017. Uh, which is pretty crazy, uh, you know, to think about it in itself. But uh, if they do get Thomas back, I mean, like you said, it's got to be one of those things that we have to see it to believe it, get Emmanuel Sanders back. I think they can be uh, effective enough um, to kind of keep this within a field goal if they don't even outright win. Um, It's one of those ones that's been weird. I thought that the points were too high. It's come down a little bit because I think it opened at five and a half and came down a little bit um, because people are looking at it. Well, I do think it should have been shorter. Um, So I can see some value potentially in the Saints. Um, I think Breeze has actually played a lot better than the narrative has surrounded him because uh, he's, he's, he's never pushed the ball downfield. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when, I mean the, he
1: did keep them in that Chicago game when they could have lost pretty easily, I think.
0: And they, yeah, they probably even could have covered in that game too, if they don't get that pass interference on Jimmy Graham. Uh, but the, the, the narrative surrounding Breeze, like his peripheral stuff all looks pretty similar to what it's been the last three years. The biggest difference with the saints is their defense sucks like it, like they've always started slow and they, then they've come around mid-season because they, they've got a lot of talent on defense and they've always done this thing where they suck like for like three weeks and then they get going and they play good by the end of the season and it just hasn't happened yet like they're still just playing awful like Marshawn Lattimore's like been he's been really bad so far this year um and the, the boundary corner has been bad Janoris Jenkins gets like a pass interference every like three plays yeah uh, <laughs> but uh and they're getting crushed in the slot again but the defense just has not come around. You know, we'll see if they get Quan Alexander and hear what kind of difference they he even makes. And Malcolm Jenkins hasn't played well at all, so they brought him back. But uh, I'm I'm kinda back and forth on that game. I, I think that the Saints can keep it close. Um the, yeah, thing the I, I think they is, can
1: too. I don't think that this is like a, a slam dunk or anything like that, but I just I I, I I I mean I'm pretty high on this Buccaneers team. Like I think the defense looks great and I definitely was like lower than the market on Brady and stuff heading into the year, but it it looks like that is wrong. Like it looks like Brady is still pretty much Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. See the bucks for me, like they have these pieces and then these moments where you're like, yeah, this is all working the way it should. And then they do things like lose to the bears or should have lose to the giants. Uh, yeah. on Monday night like they should have lost that game on Monday night like there's not even a question about it like if Daniel Jones is even drew lock level of competency they win that game uh, Daniel Jones is like this dude like you just wait like he's like Josh Allen with like none of the good stuff like <laughs> like he's just like all the bad things of Josh Allen uh, put it put into a quarterback uh, he just makes these plays where are just like head scratching like terrible and gives the other team at least double digit points a game like you're getting double digit points per game if you play against the Giants right now like Daniel Jones is going to find a way to give you two scores on some level uh, man Daniel
1: Jones is terrible man he is bad I thought there was kind of hope for him and I liked him in fantasy football this year but he is really really bad Daniel Jones
0: is and like he still runs around and, like you can see like the stuff like that like like scouts could talk themselves into uh, but like he just does so he just does so many egregious things you're just like what the hell is this man like <laughs> uh, I would I mean I'd be curious to see if they end up with a really high pick what they do they probably won't do anything because Gettleman is a rude, but uh, there's already been a
1: report that Gettleman won't take a quarterback even if they have the number one pick
0: my son I think I you know laid out my son's a huge Giants fan like he's already like we should have taken Herbert He's, like, already on it. Like, should have just taken Herbert. Because Andrew Thomas has been terrible, too, Uh, which you can live with because, like, sometimes left tackles, like, just suck coming in and then they get it right. Uh, We've seen that happen, like, in, like, cornerbacks, too. Sometimes it's just not an instant translation. But, like, he's already, like, thrown in the towel on Daniel Jones, like, this far in his career. He's like, I'm done. I've washed my hands of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, they should have taken Herbert. I mean, not that, not that anyone would have done it, but I mean, if people remember Justin Herbert went back to school so that he didn't have to play for the giants. Like he saw, he saw it all. He saw the stars aligning out there and he was like, yep, I'm going to go back and be, you know, I'm going to go back and win 10 games at Oregon and, uh, and just be great. And that I mean, well, he wasn't great in college. This Justin Herbert stuff is so weird. Like, the fact that the fact that he is so much better in the NFL than he was in college. But, uh, what is your, what is your next game here? Oh, Steelers, Steelers, uh, Dallas.
0: Yeah. It would be higher if I just, you know, if the number wasn't so large, kind 13 of and a half the chiefs, you know, yeah. uh, maybe we get Garrett Gilbert to at least give maybe some level. Of co- I think Garrett Gilbert might actually be like the lesser of all evils for the Cowboys receiver side. Um, you know, the, the AAF's leading passer, uh, Garrett Gilbert, um, uh, 'Cause he's actually run like an offense where you you can pee to throw the football. That's what that's what I was
1: thinking is Garrett Gilbert is should be better than Denucci. Like he's played in yeah. like Garrett Gilbert has played NFL games before.
0: Dude, I mean the, the Cowboys approach on Sunday night was so insanely horrible. So you have Ben Ben Denucci like only calling card is like he can he can kind of scoot. Like he can run. Yeah. They have like no RPOs involved in the game plan at all. They don't do anything with them in that level. Then they come out and just run like a high school offense. Like they're they're like like three plays in the game. They're almost like having Cedric Wilson throw a pass. And you're like, what the hell is going on right now? Uh, it, they they had no. The game plan was just hilarious. Uh, that they had uh, no no uh, like absolute kind of like focus on offense whatsoever of what they re- actually really wanted to do. Zeke's running stuff out of the wildcat. It's like, what is even happening to this team right now? Uh, the defense is just horrible. <laughs> it's they're gonna so get run bad, on. dude. They're gonna get run on by James Conner. Ben's basically just been like a caretaker all season, so it's like a, he's not gonna be forced to make any mistakes. Uh, yep. They're they're they've got great receivers to kind of take advantage of anything when they do want to throw the football on any of the short underneath stuff. Um, I don't even know if Dallas like they'll score. They'll probably get a like. How many touchdowns? Do you think they score a touchdown in this game? Do they get double-digit points? I they will. They
1: will score. They will score a touchdown in this game. They will score a, a lone touchdown in this game, and it will be CD Lamb. CD Lamb is going to score a touchdown, they, and they'll they'll score ten points in this game. So you need the you need the Steelers to get two uh 28 basically which is,
0: yeah is easy easy game i think uh, i think you're looking at 30 i mean it's basically what dallas is giving up every week and then in dallas is we hinted at there they have not covered yet this season they're on historic pace obviously and then uh pittsburgh is a league best six and one against the spread uh to start the season and they've been good to us on this show so uh i'm gonna keep you know just go with the steelers like i said i'm in the mode with you i'm just gonna keep betting against the jets and cowboys until they absolutely tell me i can't bet against them anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think to for the Cowboys as they currently stand, I think for me to bet on them, they're, they're going to have to get to Jets territory where it's like it's like three touchdowns, which is absurd. And yeah, I don't know. It's been a very discouraging season. And so many of my fantasy teams that I was like, oh, I'm going to win. I'm going to win all the money. At the start of the year, this Dak Prescott injury has been um, so absolutely brutal. Uh, okay, so my next one here is, is Arizona minus four and a half at home against Miami. Love Tua, love mm-hmm. the love the long term prognosis, but this is like, Tua looked bad, man. Tua looked bad against the Rams. And I don't think that we can count on the Miami DST to to rack up. What what did they get? Two touchdowns. They had the fumble touchdown and then the, the Jakeem Grant kick
0: return touchdown. So I, I just and another fumble recovered inside the 10 that set up a third touch, the Gaskin run. Yep. So the defense basically got them 21.
1: Yeah, the defense got him there. I mean, and I think Tua will probably have a couple plays in this game where I'm like, "Oh wow, like he can do this." And certainly Fitzpatrick couldn't do it, but uh, yeah. I mean, the 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 Cardinals are, I think, a pretty good NFL team. Uh, the defense seems not great, but we're we're finally seeing the the horizontal raid tilt upwards a little bit. We're seeing them push the ball to Kirk a little bit. We're seeing them you know, instead of throwing, you know, one-yard screens to DeAndre Hopkins, they're at least, like, eight-yard throws to DeAndre Hopkins. And don't don't underestimate the removal of Kenyon Drake and his, like, 3.2 yards per carry from this offense. Like, Kenyon Drake was the worst and least functional part of the Arizona Cardinals' offense, and I think that just getting those snaps to Chase Edmonds, one, it's going to encourage them to pass more because Edmonds is a better receiver than a rusher, but also just, you know, they're, they're going to have a higher success rate on – those rushing plays. So I, I, I really like this spot for Arizona.
0: This is my one. Uh, And it's just because I think what Miami did last week, you know, definitely is fresh in people's mind. I think this would be a little larger or be getting fed up. Uh, But I do, I do think that the, the Dolphins defense is pretty, is pretty good. I think they're definitely playing above their heads based on opponents that they've had. Um, And Brian Flores had a great game plan. He just, you know, basically didn't respect Jared Goff at all, which not many people should do. Uh, And then you get the 21 points. Uh, It's getting curious to see what they do with two up because like how much of that was just last week, them saying like kind of turtling, you know, you get that lead and you got this rookie quarterback against Aaron Donald. They basically just had him like rolling out left and throwing short passes, but they only averaged three yards per offensive play. That's it. By far, they're fewest in a game this season. Uh, Arizona is coming off of that bye. They're at home. You're getting the East Coast team going west, which is something that never gets talked about, like, inversely with uh, teams traveling. Uh, and then, you know, the Kyler Murray factor, um, well, one, they've just been better as they've gotten on. Arizona uh, – Yeah, every game weeks, they get better. They do. In the past four weeks, they are averaging a league-high seven yards per offensive play. Uh, They were 23rd, weeks one through four. Kyler Murray is now averaging 13.3 yards per completion over that span, as opposed to 9.3 yards per completion prior, which, you know, early in the season I was still riding hard on jabbing them about the horizontal raid, And they've been moving it downfield uh, here recently. So – and then the other factor, too, is I just think that Kyler Murray – is like just genuinely like hard to prepare for at this point with the way he runs. There's not like a running style like his, you know, it's, it's he's Allen Iverson, dude. Yeah. It's very unique. He almost has like a crossover that move that like that stop. uh, stutter. It's because it's
1: because he runs like Stewie Griffin, dude. It's like, he takes like a (laughs) hundred steps to get two yards. And, and, and it's like, cause he can change because he has that foot frequency, he can change direction so fast and you're, oh, you're like, no. Yeah. No, oh yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been watching, I've been watching the tape. Uh, it. Yeah, so I, I, I think that I think that's the big reason. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why he's so hard to defend is that you, you think he's going one way and then the other way and then the other way, and then he just comes back the way that he came and you move yourself out of the way. Because like, like he never gets hit either. He's kind of like Lamar from last year. We're like, you, you're never getting clean hits on this dude. He goes down or he gets out of bounds. Like I, I've, I think I've watched every Cardinals game all the way through this year, and I don't remember him taking like one actual hit
0: no no yeah and, I mean I like this spot the Dolphins are pretty banged up too offensively uh with having the Tua a question mark just knowing what we re- we don't really know what we have yet in Tua uh none of their, their offensive players scare you on any level uh especially without with, with Fitzmanagic move removed from the board uh, so I'm really curious to see how these guys play from a fantasy stance we kind I think we might have talked about it last week just what we get from Gusecki and Parker guys that have to win up top and win these 50-50 balls are they going to get those and but we didn't see it for one week. So, um, yeah, I mean, in Gaskin is probably their one of their better offensive players and he's not available in this game. Uh, looks like who knows what the hell's going on? out in that Brita. uh, Jordan Howard might have to play, which is always a gift to everybody. Uh, <laughs> but I'm with you, man. I, I like, the
1: where would you, where would you rank Jordan? Cause I, okay. So I have Jordan Howard in the Scott fishbowl. Where would you rank Jordan Howard if Brita doesn't play? like how many well okay this is maybe the better line how many miami dolphins record a rush in
0: this game oh yeah i kind of tweeted it i thought that it was going to be like probably like six to seven anyways so yeah like like jakeem grant's getting a carry lynn bob getting a carry malcolm perry might get carry uh the two is going to run rp they might run more rpo this week uh you know if Breida plays you know he'll get a carry howard i mean listen jordan howard it's pretty easy for fantasy cuz it's like just how many boxes does he check none uh, he checks one well, he, gets, he, he, gets, he gets he gets one, one. yeah if they yeah, if they're on the one, one if they're I on
1: know. if they're on the one yard line you can guarantee he's
0: getting the ball but road underdog nope <laughs> not a great spot uh catches passes no uh if the game script game script dependent yes uh, uh just really, if they get to the one yard line he's good to go man He has 18 carries for 14 yards this year uh <laughs> i'm excited to see him back do you remember
1: do you remember when um he had that three touchdown game in the island game last year yeah, he caught, yeah. and he caught two of them Against the Packers, yep. Against the, and that was all. That was the night Devonte Adams
0: got hurt. It, and um, someone got hurt early in the game. Oh, it was Jamal Williams. He got hurt early in the game because I remember being on yeah. Jamal Williams prop, and he got a concussion like earlier in the game. Yeah, that. Yeah, he, he got like a walk in receiving touchdown. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. There you go. We you never you never forget you never forget I almost the got bad beat. I'm excited beats. that
0: these Matt Breida best ball teams are gonna have life until like his handstand. Same. Is
1: <laughs> I I have Breida in <laughs> you and I have that a main event team that's doing really well, but I have Breida in another main event team that uh, could desperately use his points this week, and uh, not not looking like we are going to get them. Um, okay, so I guess we already did your number one. The other one that I have on my list is the uh Los Angeles Chargers minus 1 point at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um I know that I know that it's it's basically terrible. It's been terrible to be on the Chargers side this year, but they just seem so much better than the Raiders. Like they they I mean, I think if the Chargers were like adequately coached, they would be like the sixth best team in the NFL or something.
0: <laughs> I don't think you're undervaluing the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders offense especially has been really good. Yeah,
1: I do go against the Raiders like every week.
0: <laughs> um they're, they're number one in scoring rate per drive uh and they're sixth in the league in epa on offense altogether and they face some good defenses and big good like they were really good against the bucks they, i mean they were in that game against the bucks until the you know they gave up 21 points at the end uh they beat the chiefs uh their offense has actually been really really good they just don't have a lot of household names so they don't get any credit really uh, like their best player is darren waller you know so like no one really is like kind of geared towards them uh, and Derek Carr is just not fun to root for because he's like so nondescript like you know it's just uh, <laughs> it's like a, you just hear all his like post-game pressers um I do like the Chargers a lot I like the over in this game too I think if I was to pick a side just because I don't think the Chargers defense is very good pretty much my litmus test for you is did you go up 30 points to Drew lock if the answer is yes then you probably don't have a good defense under any circumstances uh but Herbert man Herbert has been so good like so electric like pushing the ball downfield he's making plays where he's like no look throwing dudes now it's like what what is going on man uh i think we talked about herbert on the rookie show i did with you uh on the tape cast maybe or one of them and we were just kind of like not into herbert as a prospect like everyone else he showed up the only thing he like showed up strong was like touchdown interception ratio you are like well he yeah. doesn't turn it over a lot he doesn't turn the ball over a lot and like he's mobile like those were like what i we had i
1: didn't i didn't buy that though because. If you watched him at Oregon, the, the interceptions he would throw were backbreaking. breaking And to be fair to, to the scouts, he has done that in the NFL. They would have beaten the Chiefs. Not, not only would they, they not mm-hmm. have gone to overtime, they would have won that Chiefs game if he had not thrown that, uh, yeah. what was it, second and long, across the body, running the wrong way of the field and he just like he just gifts it to uh, I don't remember the Chiefs defender that caught it but like he does he does do some of that stuff where it's like you look great for 90 you know for for 90 percent of this game and then those two throws were so bad
0: yeah I mean he's just he's been so good man and they like I said the the coming out of the bye they've been aggressive on first downs uh they were throwing on first down 39 percent of the time uh before the buy with in Herbert starts and it's been 52 percent since so we like that uh been a little more aggressive um yeah I definitely probably like the over a little bit in this game but I'm so scorned after last week I'm so hurt by the Chargers so hurt yeah like like you were saying like it was uh it was a crippling endeavor man it was really hard it was like it was one of those two where like if you just come out and lose by 30 it's cool but the the way it happened uh with the amount of money that was in play
1: (laughs) very very tough scenes (laughs) um okay so then that means my number one is not on your list at all and you're you you are probably i wonder i bet you can guess who it
0: is is it well i still have two on mine
1: okay yes okay so you go first then because my because my number my number one is still floating out there so i'll let you go and see if you get it
0: well my two so you have one left i have one left yeah uh my two is the seahawks okay that's my one okay because it's just yeah. a, and it's i've beaten this to death on this show because it's the only show i come on i really give like a bunch of betting takes uh is in this spot it's since since 2012 when they drafted russell wilson seattle's 24 and 9 in the eastern time zone 22 and 9 and 2 against the spread they've won 10 straight games in the eastern time zone 8-1-1 and against the spread under three is amazing here uh if you can get under three i think uh I mean, Seattle's—they're getting Carlos Dunlap now. They're getting Jamal Adams back. I don't think their defense is going to be good, but if it can just be okay, it's fine because Russ is playing so out of his mind right now. I don't know where and like because Russ has always been so hyper efficient. Anyways, where does this fall? Like he can't throw a he can't have a ten percent touchdown rate in a season, can he? like is it is it possible like do we think that he So can the reason play?
1: why the reason why I think it is kind of possible is the the Seahawks are still kind of a low volume offense like it it feels like they only have seven possessions a game but and four of them are touchdowns. So yes, 100%. Yeah. It's not because they're flailing out there it's because like most of their drives are like 8 minutes and they end in a touchdown.
0: I mean that's one of the things we talked about being efficient though is like and being inefficient is the correlation between volume you know, if you're super yeah. efficient, like you're gonna ha- you're gonna run more play- Like the Bucks last year, like they ran, they had a ton of possessions, they had a ton of plays because they were inefficient and turned the ball over a lot. Seahawks don't turn the ball over, and and when Russ does throw, they're they're great pass attempts. Uh, these they're not they're not being wasted. Uh, so they, you know, being efficient definitely lowers your value. And it's been like that for the case for his career too. It's just now they're more aggressive. They have more aggressive mindset, which we love. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm all over the Seahawks this week, man.
1: Yeah, Seahawks seem like a smash. And, man, what, what happened to the Bills, dude? What what happened to the Josh Allen magic? Like, this game is obviously the number one game of the week for Daily Fantasy. Like, people are jamming in Lockett and Metcalf and Russ and uh, Josh Allen and Steph Diggs and maybe maybe John Brown if he plays. Cole Beasley, more expensive than John Brown on DraftKings. Didn't, didn't think we would uh, – did not think that we would end up here. But, yeah, I mean, what what happened to the Bills,
0: dude? We talked about this on, uh, on the Sharp Angles podcast uh, to give a little drop here. Uh, they, 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 the first month of the season, they were doing everything right. I think we talked about on the show when they, we took them when they were going to play the Raiders. Uh, and they were running more aggressive. They're passing a lot in first down, one of the highest rates in the league. They're running more play action than Josh Allen's ever run in his career. Uh, they're using a lot of jet motion, uh, almost at the highest rate of anyone in the league. And then the last four weeks, it's just kind of their offense has devolved just into jamming targets to Stephon Diggs. That's like what it's become. Uh, the last four weeks. Uh, You know, you look at Diggs' splits the past month and how he was used the first four weeks of the season. Everyone was involved. Everyone's got their hand in the cookie jar. And it's just Josh Allen, like, I'm just going to jam as many targets as I can to spawn Diggs. And it's kind of hurt the offense. They're not throwing as much on first down. They're not using it. The play actions come down a little bit. It's just kind of all just not been as what they were doing the first month. It's all slowly kind of regressed um i do think it's a good spot at least from a statistical standpoint i think that they'll be better this week i don't know if they'll you know it'll be enough to to be where they can hang around in the game i definitely don't think it's within three um obviously because why we're taking well i hope they
1: hang i hope they hang for three quarters to get some good fantasy points out of allen and Diggs, and then i hope that we get uh like a big metcalf bomb in the fourth quarter that just uh that just puts the exclamation point on the victory
0: yeah, and no, with the Seattle side, it's, I mean, it's so easy just to know where the ball is going, isn't it? Just so, it just makes it so good to know, like, hey, these two receivers are really what they got. David Moore is going to get three targets. Will he score on them? Maybe, uh, but, you know, he's he's going to get his three targets. Disley's starting to play a little bit more every week, like Olson snap. Olson's like, routes for drop back have gone down the last three weeks, so he's starting yep. to kind of squeezed out. It's just really easy. Like, it's just – those two receivers, man. And I know that they haven't kind of oscillated games the last, you know, four weeks. Like the target shares have been really catawampus where one guy is just dominating targets each week. And it might be like that again this week. If they, you know, do Travis White, they do work away from him. I don't necessarily know if they will or not. Because we've seen like when Gilmore played against Metcalf, like he still got his, uh, you know, deep target and he can win. Um, But it might be another game where, yeah, they just feast on, you know, Josh Norman in the secondary corner and just don't care uh, like they did Drake Kirkpatrick at that Sunday night game like they just picked on Drake Kirkpatrick that whole night and if you're 16 targets that Drake Kirkpatrick. like even if it wasn't locked like, or poor guy like, <laughs> he just felt so bad man it was like oh like this is on every on an island game everyone's watching this but uh definitely excited about that about that game from a DFS stance and love the Seattle side just because it's a spot where I've bet Seattle consistently and there's no reason they've given me to go away from it
1: yeah, 100%. Um, all right, then what is your last remaining game?
0: My last remaining game is the Ravens, man. Like, it's, I mean, it, it, it every
1: time. People- I, I would, I would be jamming this if I had no COVID concerns, but like, right. it's just like, what, what if, what if we show up on Sunday morning and two more guys can't play? You know, it's just like, it's like, it, I mean, COVID is, COVID is impacting the NFL season and many of our lives in many different ways, but one of the most frustrating ways is that you, you are oftentimes betting these spots with incomplete information, but I agree with you. This is a great spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to get off of them, uh, and then it looks like we still have to wait and see, so it's Friday, we're recording this, you know, monitor who's going to be out, but early word was that a lot of the guys that were projected to have to be sidelined outside of Marlon Humphrey, like, look like they can still be eligible to play it's like one of those situations like where like it it could be not as bad as we initially thought or still be as bad. So just keep a pulse on it. But I don't think that even with like they're missing some of those linebackers, I don't think the Colts have the weaponry to exploit some of the absences here. That's true. Yeah. 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 I I just don't think they have the horses in the receiving game and like rivers has been fine from a passing standpoint against, you know, two teams that are awful against the pass. That's not going to be the case here. And then also we never get the Ravens on a fast track ever. Like, we just never do the way they, they're in that, that awful AFC North Division. It's the same thing that, yeah,
1: every, every field, every field there is like freaking slop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We don't get, we never, this is only Lamar. This will be Lamar Jackson's only his sixth start ever on turf and only his third start ever in a non fully outdoor stadium. Uh, so we've got an opportunity here. Uh,
1: wow man i mean this is this gonna is this gonna be our dobbins week is this finally gonna be is this finally gonna be the week where we see jk dobbins get uh you know like uh 19 carries and five targets and just and just completely crush it it seems like it seems like it's maybe setting up that way
0: i mean i think when you look at uh where he's priced on both sites uh especially you know forty nine hundred dollars on DraftKings. yeah he's 53 and 49 and uh Oh, sorry. It's, <laughs> yeah, he's 53 and 49. You get, if you can tell me I get 16 touches again, that, that price, like even with Gus Edwards still kind of being like knowing if they get inside the five, it'll probably be Gus Edwards. If I can get 16 touches for that cost with that kind of upside and just kind of juice, because you've seen it like that. Yes. Against the Steelers. And like a, like that field was trash too. And, you know, uh, <laughs> uh i want i went on that though i want to be at least be early for the jk dobbins you know game where he has like the 60 yard touchdown run i just want to be there so i mean he'll be a guy definitely excited we just don't get the even marquise brown at the squeaky wheel thing uh like we don't get these guys because their team is built to play like fast too like all their guys are speed demons and even yep. Duvernay, like and we never get to see them play on a uh just on a fast track ever. Uh, so they've only played one dome game. Lamar has one dome start in his career, which is crazy.
1: We should, uh, I mean, we should uh, we should start a petition to get the Ravens into a dome. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense considering the environment that they play in anyways. It's just very off-brand for them as a team because they're all about the toughness and the outdoors and hard tackling and everything. But yeah, I mean, this, this, like Lamar and those guys, Inside of a dome for the next decade, like sign sign me up for Lamar in a
0: dome. I, I would be there for that. Where do you stand on the uh, because we always want my buddies, we always watch the games and everything. Like, where do you stand on? I'm like, as I've gotten older, and like it's probably such a fantasy thing, like I don't even want any uh, games play out anymore.
1: All ones. domes, 100% domes. Well, we'll never have to deal with wind, we'll never have to deal with weather. I don't have to talk about LaShawn McCoy in the snow, I don't have to worry about any of this dumb shit. It's just in a, and and it would make. Uh, scoring would go up and it would, uh, it would just, also, it would help with injuries, right? Cause this is one of the things we know is soldier field guys are always doing their knee on soldier field. Uh, people say the way that the turf is set up at, uh, at yeah, where the giant at the Meadowlands, the giant, yeah, the Meadowlands that, like that that would get taken care of. Cause it would just all be standardized. Cause what would happen is if every dome was inside the NFL and the NFL PA would say every environment has to be exactly like this. And it, it would be all collectively bargain and it would be fine. So yeah, I'm I'm hundred percent with that.
0: I know get off my lawn Twitter it's not gonna, uh, is not gonna football It's not like that or you know, snow Twitter and weather Twitter. some people like that. Like I don't to me no, I No, a lot
1: a lot of though. people like that, dude, because they think that's like real football.
0: Like I don't want it to be January and I don't want it to have to see Patrick Mahomes play in like a in like a snowstorm. That's like because, like, that would all – like, like say, like, hypothetically, like, we get to the AFC Championship game and the Chiefs are in there and Kansas City has, like, three feet of snow or something. And, like, we know exactly what their offense is. And, like, saying, like, we don't get to see that and, like, they end up losing, it would be like, well, if they would have just played a normal day, they would have been fine. Like, you know, I don't want that. I don't want to live with that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, get the Ravens. Like this Ravens team is built to play on turf, baby. Like get them, get them out in these elements. And uh, yeah, you
1: you sold me, you sold me on this one. I'm in. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet this one. I like I like this one. I like this one a lot. I'm, gonna, the, the be, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on this used, side. Uh,
0: is I I think the Colts are one of these teams that are like good against like bad like, teams. Yes. Well, they're like a you know a six and a half out of ten. You know, like they're they're beat up on all yep. the fours, the fives, maybe even maybe even beat another six, slay another six. But, like, are the Colts a team we believe can punch up? I don't. I'm not there on, on them. I don't think that they can punch up. Uh, yeah, they could beat maybe the, you know, they can beat the Maybe they beat like the Titans. You know, like that's like a team like I could see like them being able to hang with and beat uh, uh, teams like in that area. But do I think they can punch up with like the. the yeah, the Chiefs, Ravens, uh, yeah, Steelers. Steelers, Steelers yeah. Like those teams in the AFC. Do I think they can? I don't. I don't. I'm not there yet. Maybe I'm wrong. But this is like this has gone down too because of the COVID stuff. So I just feel like I mean, we might get to Sunday and the, the Ravens might be dogs. I don't know, man. Like it's it's like one and a half right now.
1: Yeah, I am gonna bet this right now. I got I got uh I got a bet in there on them. Yeah, you you totally sold me there. Uh even if it even if it loses, I'm pretty confident that, that uh is is very likely to be the uh the right side. All right. Well, there we go man we got we got you got we got DFS takes to get off I mean the one the one thing that I'm on this week that is off off the market is that Denver Atlanta mm-hmm. game yeah I just uh, I really want to play Julio and Fant and Judy and I'll probably will mix in some Hayden Hurst and some Zacchaeus and some Blake I gotta I gotta I, I would like for there to be one pre-game report on oh Blake is gonna start for Ridley or Zacchaeus is gonna start for Ridley I that would be helpful to me but i i I just kind of one of the things i do is i'm like what is a game that could have like 95 pass attempts that the market just does not expect and that seems like that game to me because atlanta Mm -hmm. can't run and denver is super um game script sensitive to their pass to run ratio they run all the time when a game is within seven points but then when it's outside of seven points they start to pass like crazy so that that's the game i'm really looking at
0: yeah, we kind of hit talk talked about it a little bit before the show. I just love a couple of the individual pieces there. So just a really natural, easy stack. Fant is, looked healthy last week, uh, you know, was getting his targets. We haven't had, like, a the Fant, like, breakout, like, yak game either, you know, where – because we know he's capable of, like, having Kittle-ish, like, type yak where he just, like, you know, catches, like, a, one of these four-yard passes and breaks a few tackles and turns it into, like, a 40-yard gain or, like, something like that. Uh, and then Judy you know being moved from the slot last week to perimeter wide receiver and if that you know can hold with Tim Patrick coming back uh, definitely has some upside while these guys those both those guys are cheap Judy's really cheap on both sites Um, and then Julio without Calvin Ridley is just such a an easy like just grab for targets and value in the three games that Ridley missed to close last year he had 20, 15, and 13 targets and he already has 10 9 and 10 targets past three games is coming back from injury so it seems like a really easy spot to just like where julio could get just like a bunch bunch of volume uh this week
1: yeah i'm i'm all the way i'm all the way with you on that and i think that julio will probably end up not being as popular as he should be right because we got Lockett there we got yeah he never is he never is that yeah i mean we and there are a lot of great wide receiver plays
0: he's not gonna score a touchdown i'm not playing him Man, Julio he is expensive. Still, it's like he doesn't drop; like his price never goes down.
1: Yeah, but like so, for example, he's less expensive than Diggs, and I think Diggs will be far more owned
0: in oh yeah, in yeah contests. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. um, yeah, percent. Yeah, and you're talking about similar, probably similar target pies, or probably less actually. Well, I mean, Digs has been they've just been jamming so many targets to him that I guess I can't say that, but. Uh, but I think he definitely will be lower owned and Julio was a guy like yeah I feel like people look for reasons not to play for most weeks like right like has it been like that for a couple of years when he's like uh, been always at, like the top of the position people are just like wow well, I'm not like Julio he's not gonna score no one like yeah him. no one likes him I yeah, like
1: it uh, yeah for sure I'm uh, I'm 100% with you um all right what do we got what do we got going on over at Sharp Football Analysis right now
0: uh, same story. We've got the, this week it's sharp 25, uh, 25% off, uh, the little discount this week. If you guys go over there, uh, Warren released like all his two date records for everybody. So you can go check out. He's been really hot all year. Uh, and he's been putting a lot of money in people's pockets uh, if you just tail all his bets uh, even if you don't like my stuff and you listen to this because you want to be on more of the betting stuff uh, you can go check out that you can even get a little, little week pass a month pass rest of the season wherever you want to do pre-stamp motion me and Chad Scott uh, talking fantasy sharp angles me Dan Pazuta and Cleve TA talking kind of just doing our real football analysis thing with some betting stuff mixed in and giving our takes on these weekly games, then you and I here year to date records, still smashing, uh, even with me last week being terrible. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're going to keep crushing. We're going to keep,
1: we're going to keep making them bucks and, uh, what one bad week does not a season make. So let's, uh, go out and get after it this week, guys. See you next week.